Welcome to Inside Scoop, a podcast that brings you practical servings of Swami's sweetest teachings. Joining me today is the ever insightful and charismatic Brother Vijay Dore, who is also the advisor to the National Young Adult Committee. Welcome, Ane. Hey, Nira. Thank you so much for letting me participate in this amazing podcast series. So happy Expected to have to here. you here. Yeah, likewise. We're going to begin today's conversation by testing your Hindi a little bit, okay? Uh, oh I'm <laughs> I'm going to reenact something Swami said in Hindi that I found so cute and your task is to translate it to English. Does that okay. sound alright? Yeah, okay. I'll give it a go. Yep. So Swami says, "Khana, pina, sona, marna." And your timer starts now and it Okay, Kana food. Close, yeah. Sona, Sona. I know there's a Tamil song, Sona. But okay, food, uh, food, sleep. Kana, yes. Pina. Oh, Pina. Pina, Pina. Is it to uh, okay? Um, <laughs> okay, food, eat, sleep. Can I say? <laughs> What are the okay. other things that are associated ex- with this? Ex- excrete? No, 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 no. Okay, um make friends? No. Malna is dead. That that. Very good. Okay, that's 3 out of 4. I'll give you that. Oh, Amazing. So it's eat, kana, pina is drink. Oh, drink. <laughs> Sona is sleep and marna is death. Amazing. You did fantastic. No, but hey, th- I didn't know that's Hindi. I thought that was Telugu. Oh, then maybe I got it wrong. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, no. Anyway, yeah. But I've heard Swami say that before. I think. Yeah. yeah. So this, so Swami says, eat, drink, sleep, and ultimately die. This mm-hmm. is not the purpose of life. And mm-hmm. this line by Swami has left me feeling lost at many points in life. You know, ne? After high school, before heading to uni. And even now having qualified as a lawyer I'm constantly asking myself what was I born to do Surely it just can't be study work make money have a family and enjoy the pleasures of life this can't be it what's my bigger purpose why was I created So my first question is what does the word purpose mean to you Wow okay <laughs> I was hoping you would start with uh, a simpler question. Uh, I, guess, I guess I'll have to start with a disclaimer. Okay, I told myself sure. I should. Yeah. All these thoughts that I'm going to say are mine and mine alone. Uh, it may not be the answer. Um, I think it will raise more questions than answers, and I hope that's fine. Uh, Perfect. I think this is this is going to be a session where we f- we find more questions together <laughs> than answers. Absolutely, that's the whole point okay. of the podcast. Yeah. Okay, so what does purpose mean to me? Um, I often struggled with with distinguishing purpose and meaning. Mm-hmm. So, so what is the purpose of life versus what is the meaning of life? Right. Um, many would say it's the it's the same thing. 
but some would say it's something uh, completely different. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I settled on my own decision that the both are inseparable. Uh, right. They cannot they cannot be fulfilled without each other. Right. And so if I if I allow myself to be a bit reductive and say uh, purpose is the goal, right? Mm-hmm. The reason to be the, right. the what of life. Yes, exactly. Then the meaning of life is the experience of the journey towards that goal. The how I live my life makes perfect that, sense. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that that could be that could be my definition of purpose and meaning. So, in your view, do you think we all come with one purpose that we're born to accomplish, or do we have multiple that are evolving over time? Okay, so there is that overall one purpose that we always talk about mm. in spirituality, right? Like realizing the divinity within us, or merging back with uh, God, or right. uh, um, you know, if, if maybe the Christians and Muslims will be, you know, going to heaven. Mm. Um, I think it's a lofty goal. Let's let's not mm, deny it. Uh, yeah. I will struggle with such goals standing alone because they go on in a in a, in a spiraling, endless question of okay. So then, what is divinity, and and why all this great existence just so that we can merge back? You know, right. and then Swami said, you know, I separated myself from myself in order that I can love myself. And like you know, wow, thanks Swami, but you know, <laughs> what am I doing here again? You yeah. Know? So I think Swami knew that. I think he, uh, I think he would have said, you know, there will be simple-minded folk like Vijay, and mm-hmm. so I need to break it down. Right. And that's why I am more keen on the more consumable and digestible teachings. Like, Absolutely. okay, that in life, you know, live in truth. In right. your work, practice right conduct. Right. Uh, with your surroundings, be non-violent. Right. Uh, with yourself, find peace. Right. Uh, f- from yourself, emanate only love. You know, those mm. are the great five values of Swami. So that so this next step or this next layer is is more pragmatic. It's mm-hmm. able to be uh, broken down to actions, you know, reviewable by by daily reflection. Mm-hmm. Uh, values that can build through our our practice. I see. So we we can also call these guiding principles. Right. So and to answer your question, I think yes, there can be many life purposes as mm-hmm. an expression of these guiding principles. So we find our guiding principle. What is it in me that I firmly believe is my principle, and this can evolve through experience and knowledge. You know, so right. you can always change as you grow. Then right. you look at life and you define your purpose. Right, beautiful. So, so let me give you a simple example, right? Okay, in, sure. In, in my life, um, in in my university years, I did not pay much respect to time. <laughs> I I had not much attention to what I'm doing and how well I'm doing it. Right. So that obviously is a great recipe that brought considerable amount of failure to my life as a whole, you oh, know, during my during my earlier right. years. But you know, every every uh, failure has a lesson, and when mm-hmm. the realization came, it brought a new guiding principle to my life, which mm. was to stop wasting time, right. to do useful things, and mm. to focus on the quality of whatever I do. Right. And and. That guiding principle expressed itself as my sense of purpose later on, and mm-hmm. and if I reflect back, uh, it even became my career, where my daily purpose of my life now as a project manager is to manage scope, is to manage the quality of deliverables and the timeliness of every project my company does. Brilliant! So, yeah, I think life experiences can alter your guiding principles, right. your philosophy of life, and right. that can steer your purpose. Right. And that's that's what I would say. To you. Right. 
amazing. You've really broadened my perspective on this concept of purpose. It can mean so many different things to different people and it's not as uh, overwhelming as we make it out to be because it's just an extension of who you are and what's important to you. Is that right, Anit? Yeah, yeah. And it's it's almost, you know, it can play a role in every step of your way. You know, right. uh, uh, Professor Suresh Govind had this famous thing uh, that he used to say, you know, in every decision, decide whether it is a binding act or mm. a liberating act. Mm. And so, you know, your purpose can can be defined even in every instant where a choice is there. Right. You can, you can define your purpose. Right, right. So it's the values that drive your decision making, basically. Yeah, yeah. Correct. Right. So now let's dig deeper into how we can identify some of those values or how we can express those values, okay? So common guidance is, you know, find the sweet spot where your passion, your strengths and a societal need intersect. But it's not always so simple, right? Can you give us some practical tips? To finding that sweet spot? Yes, exactly. Okay, so practical tips of how, how to find that calling in life I would say don't wait for the call you mm. you make that call you know mm. I, I really like what a guy called uh, Naval Ravikant says and I, and I encourage every listener to look up Naval Ravikant mm-hmm. uh, he says that earliest we can we should find and build what he calls specific knowledge right. now what is this specific knowledge you know what what were you doing as a kid or a, mm. or a teenager almost effortlessly something right. you didn't even consider a skill or something you're working on but the mm. people around you notice it like yeah. your your mother or your father or your best friend go, mm. growing up they would know that you know like oh you know Neera she's so good at this 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 mm. you know that is that is like your specific so before you know right. it people would have noticed that so examples are like speaking skills for example right. like oratory skills or the ability to argue uh, in a very structured way mm. um, that would have made you a lawyer you know right. uh, musical talents you know do you have the ability to pick up many instruments mm. are, are you able to uh, you know identify tone easily right. um, do you have an obsessive personality you know <laughs> do you dive into many things very deeply mm. you know these are all specific characteristics about um, a person Indicators. Yeah, indicators yeah. that can tell you what you are what you're good at. So I think I think in your early life um if if 20s, you know, 20s is a great time. Uh, and if you're feeling unsure of mm. your path in life, I would say start making that list. What right. is what is that that which is uniquely embedded in your DNA? Right. What seems like play for you while mm. others have to work to reach your level. And that's a great starting point. I love and, and that. Many, yeah, many would ridicule the idea, right? Like, you know, they would, they would say, "Okay, I really love and 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 uh, you know, I do eff- what I do effortlessly is playing football." Mm. You know, how how is this going to, uh, you know, build a career for me? I'm in Malaysia, you know, how is this going to put a food on the table? Yeah, exactly. But my answer is, you know, if you love football, you don't necessarily have to become the next Lionel Messi for Barcelona, <laughs> you know? Yeah. You can become a sports writer. You mm. can be a coach for a junior team. You can be a, a football commentator. Absolutely. You know, but the first step is you'll have, you'll first have to list your specific knowledge or skill, right, and then right. see what you can do with them. You know, I think that's that's at least the first step. So, I think what I would say is reflect a lot. You know, that right. is I think key because you know I I I remember my early twenties. That was the missing uh, aspect: right. uh, reflection and discipline. Like have discipline in charting out your life and your future don't don't just think that ah i can do that tomorrow because mm. tomorrow will become 10 years 
in no time. Right. Okay. Yeah. Great. So what if we found what makes us feel alive and just comes so naturally but just say it's a corporate job, okay? And we often find ourselves thinking, "Hey, there's not much community impact here. I feel so I like I'm not contributing to society as much as I want to. How do we deal with that internal struggle?" Um, I don't think any job is devoid of community impact. Mm. Right? Um, I think the real question is whether we have a line of sight to be able to see the impact uh, that that we are creating. And mm. I, but I don't I don't deny that you know if you're a s- small player in a large corporate job, mm. uh, the ability to see that is is quite far away. Right. Uh, I would say I would say if your strong sense of purpose is more a, of a direct community impact, mm. number one, think about whether it can be done outside of your work. Mm-hmm. Which which is a great space which the Sai organization fills up. Absolutely, you know? yeah. Um, I have long not seen my co- the community contribution to be through my career, but it was through it is through uh, the Sai organization, the service mm-hmm. work that we do or the education work that we do. Um, or if you're able to, um, you know, why don't you quit your job and answer your calling? You know, yeah. I had a I had a friend. Um, who gave up a somewhat high-paying corporate job to become a yoga instructor in Rishikesh? That was his his purpose, wow. calling him. Amazing. You know, so if you yeah. could, you know, you do that. But remember the the four purushartas that uh, that is you know very famous: Dharma, Artha, Kama, Moksha. Mm. And Swami said they have been listed in that order on purpose, right. so that Dharma or, or righteousness has to direct and control the process of. Your earning artha or wealth, mm, and right. moksha or liberation is to be the regulating factor of your desire or karma. Mm-hmm. So, so before thinking about the artha part, maybe define your dharma. dharma. You know? Excellent point, Ane. I think most careers, as you said, will have some degree of social impact, and we can always support other organizations to fill that void, and even create opportunities for ourselves. I mean, I think of uh, Zini and a fellow Sai youth who started Meatless Malaysian, a food bank that feeds the hungry during the lockdown, and she did that all by herself from her living room whilst she juggles her corporate career. So opportunities are everywhere. The question is, are we tapping into it? Yeah. And the way I look at it is, everything we do, even if it feels like it's not service oriented. Is actually service because it is a stepping stone. That degree or that corporate job is preparing you with the skills, um, or the knowledge, the experience, and sometimes even the finances to contribute the way we want to in the future. Exactly. So my next question is: If you could go back to when you were seventeen years old, what would you do differently? Okay, if you don't mind, uh, I want to change your question a bit. Is that okay? Okay, sure. So this is the Malaysian politician's way of answering a question. We change your question. Jesus. <laughs> but you say, I, <laughs> I won't go back to when I was 17. Uh, why not we imagine I'm 17 now? In it's a this bit hard to age. imagine, la, you know, with all the grey yeah. hair. <laughs> <laughs> because I think there is a vast difference there, right? When I was right. 17, Nokia 3310 was a phone <laughs> that was first launched. Okay, just to create a context right. here. Don't laugh. Yeah. The, the only entertainment you had on that phone when I was 17 is a game called Snake. I, I, <laughs> you know, I was a local champion for that, but that's besides the point. So right. now, now, now our handphones are, are our life. 
Yeah. And that that also means we have the the current technology in the handphones also means that we have access to millions of people around the world mm. through social media. And and I say this because it changes the options available for a 17-year-old now as opposed to 20 years ago when I was 17. Right. So if I was 17 now, I will start thinking hard and I come back to what I what I said earlier and I'll help you uh, link that up. Mm. I will start thinking hard about what my guiding principles are, which mm. is my life principles. I will look to reflect and define my life in a more disciplined manner. Like I said, you know, I, uh, when I was younger, I didn't have that discipline. I would mm. want to be more disciplined. Yeah. And then I'll couple these with that specific knowledge or skills that I was talking about. I'll try to think more about, hey, what is it that makes me click? Mm. My specific knowledge. Right. So, and then through that, if my guiding principle, so. If my grad, for example, right, my guiding principle is always seeking truth. Yeah, that's it. And I'm good at stuff like analytical skills mm. uh, or and writing. Mm. And I also know, for example, that I easily get bored in uh, in stuff. Right. I can see a pattern forming for me to try to become an investigative journalist. Mm. Right. Guiding principle: yeah. truth. I'm seeking the truth. I'm good right. at stuff like analytical skills and writing. Yeah. Cornerstones of being a journalist. Right. And I easily get bored, so I investigate, I write <laughs> about it, and move to the next case. So you know, that's a that's an example, right? Right. Like in 2001, if I baked a cake really well, the best option was still to work for a bakery or open mm. a bakery shop. Right. You know, if I was a good singer, my best hope was to get signed up by a recording label. Right. That is not the case anymore. Absolutely, yeah. You know, I think I think the the opportunities are opportunities are great now. Absolutely, especially with you know Instagram and Facebook and how it's driven entrepreneurial skills. Um, yeah. Yeah. Amazing time to yeah. really explore our deepest um, interests and calling. Um, exactly. But what advice would you give to those of us who, yeah, we've 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 outlined what our skills are, what we're passionate about. But they aren't so financially promising, and we have familial responsibilities to fulfill at the end of the day. You know. Yeah. So, my advice is, or rather, my my opinion is that you do not know it is not financially promising yet, mm. or or you haven't cracked the code on how to monetize on your passion. Mm. You know. So I think, I think on a realistic landscape, right? And 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 um, I say this from knowing some successful people. Mm. Um, if you think more and try things out uh, in, in defining and redefining your purpose, right. by of course sticking to your guiding principles, building on your specific knowledge, mm. uh, in this digital age, I don't think, I don't think you can you can fail easily. Mm. I don't I don't think many companies out there knew how big they could become until mm. they tried it out. Yeah. From the years of you know Facebook, uh, that was um, you know maybe what ten, ten, fifteen years ago right. to Uber to TikTok. Now it is the age of you know digital invention and and electronic media as a free marketing tool. Yeah, I, I don't look at the past to determine your financial viability. I would say. Right. And and I and I, the other thing I want to say about financial thing, right? I think rather than depending on a On an X amount of money, uh, which is what we naturally do, we should start looking at financial independence. Mm-hmm. And and financial independence, a, a wise man once told me, uh, it is not having enough money to sustain the rest of your life, mm-hmm. but having enough confidence in your ability to make money. 
Right, and, right. And that's a deep uh, perspective change, right? Mm-hmm. So that, and that shift in perspective can can alter your whole direction in life because dependence on money will make you trapped. You know, uh, salary salary trap is something a lot of us are trapped in. And might uh, be limiting your ability to create even more creative content or uh, right? Exactly. So yeah. financial independence will give you the freedom to explore what yeah. you're talking about. Absolutely. And and of course to achieve financial independence is not easy. It takes a lot of work, right? It comes yeah. back to what we spoke about earlier. There is a starting point, identifying all all, all that makes you click, right. identifying your guiding principle, defining your purpose. As you've said Anna, there's never been a better time in history to truly, you know, pursue our natural talents and skills. Then do you think what's holding us back is our fear of failure or lack of persistence? Like we're just playing it safe instead of investing fully in our gifts because we're it's we view it as more socially acceptable to try and fail at something that's more familiar rather than exploring something that's we're naturally good at ah we 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 come to my favorite topic uh, and i say that because uh, i i'm pretty hard on myself and and at my lowest you know i'll go around brooding that i that i've wasted a big portion of my life to mm. especially my wife is a big victim of that but when i when i analyze that feeling and where it's all coming from i can count three things that have um held me back right, right? and um the first is inertia Right. When something continues, you know the 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 whole definition of inertia is that when something continues in its existing state of rest mm-hmm. or motion, unless acted upon an external force. So, I think for long periods, um, uh, you know, you spend time without good influence or good direction. We just mm-hmm. we just exist. Right. And, in, and if that is in your twenties, you know, what a glorious time of growth, you know, spent doing nothing. So. Mm-hmm. I think inertia is one of the first things and many many college uh, kids including myself when I was in college or or young adults uh, sometimes go through this. The second one is fear. Mm-hmm. Uh, fear of the unknown or fear of failure like you pointed out. Mm-hmm. You know, getting out of the comfort zone as people always say and uh, challenging yourself, you know, has its merits. Yeah. Uh, and this fear can rise uh, directly proportional to commitments in the stage in life. It's it's much better to fail and learn when you're 18 mm. or 17 or 18 compared to when you're 37 or 38. You know, so yeah. um, I think try and fail early, and that's a that's a good mantra to have. Yeah. Uh, the last uh, but not the least and very tricky one is conformance, conformance to society or even even family. Um, right. You did mention earlier uh, talking about the the pressure by family to mm. you know go at a certain path, right? Yeah. Um, conformance to that without deep thought and and meaningful conversation can lead you in a path of um you know not realizing your full potential you don't want to be great in order to be great you must do something that people haven't done before mm. you know yeah. so you got you got to be standing out there and but that does require as i said uh deep thought and meaningful conversations with the people around you make them mm. understand and and you know sometimes you'll have to break away they will not understand until they start seeing the results you know absolutely yeah i think find as you said finding your purpose and living it takes a lot of courage and determination and it's not always easy to live it but as you alluded to in the beginning it could be a more meaningful way to live right um, yeah absolutely yeah. but now i am reminded of what swami says he says work is worship So then does it matter what we do 
or is the attitude and feelings um in the way we do things more in, important so could we be just doing the most mundane tasks say like photocopying but if we do it with <laughs> full complete dedication and discipline could that also mean living purposefully yeah this is a beautiful question and that comes back to the original point about purpose and meaning right mm. uh, uh you know let's appreciate how beautiful that statement is work is worship right I, and i think that ties up everything beautifully at least from my perspective work mm. is your purpose right. is what you do your reason for being yeah and worship is your is the meaning you bring to it it's how you do it so i'll say both are important Mm. define your work through that guiding principles of your life mm. pick your work that fulfills you your purpose your reason for being mm. nobody's reason for being is photocopying mm. right <laughs> and, and, I, and okay so i say that with a bit of but uh, it could uh, be part of your reason for being yeah. as a lawyer we got to do heaps of photocopying you know so exactly <laughs> it could be part part yeah. of it right and yeah. it brings me to that story of um, of of this guy who goes into that village and and there are a lot of people uh build uh, you know just just working on some construction so right. he goes to this first worker and then asks him hey what are you doing is it oh from sunrise to sunset my job is to put this brick and put a bit of cement and put this other brick put a bit of cement and put and you know it's such a uh thankless job yeah. and then and then he walks a bit more and finds this other guy and I say hey what are you doing he say oh i'm building the king's new castle <laughs> so photocopying is not a purpose you know law, you know being a lawyer for your law firm is a is a thing the photocopying is a is a small task which is leading to your greater purpose so so i think so work is worship i'll say uh, when when i say you know define your work and then when you do it do it honestly do it well do it wholesomely uh you know kipling said in his famous poem if so you say if you can fill the unforgiving minute with 60 seconds worth of distance run you know that's a amazing line mm. where and and i come back to how i lived uh, during my college years you know mm. so many unforgiving minutes were wasted without the 60 seconds worth of distance run mm-hmm. and i think that and that is the that is the formula for worship So which is more important I think both equally mm, right, inseparably right. bound together in Swami's beautiful saying work is worship beautiful and you know Swami has said that even Sai Gita Swami's elephant who is the epitome of devotion and selfless love could only secure a human life not moksha when she passed away When I heard that it reinforced how sacred and rare this human life is. So, thank you so much for reminding us to strive to fill every minute with a 60 second distance run fueled by our guiding principles. Dear listeners, it's now time for some prasadam pills when you're reflecting about your purpose. 1. Our purpose are expressions of our guiding principles which evolve with time. and knowledge but they underpin even the smallest decisions we make to build that specific knowledge reflect on skills that come effortlessly and how we can express them creatively when we put the jigsaw pieces together the puzzle will soon fit 3 don't let the past measure financial viability strive for financial independence which will give us the freedom and confidence to create abundance Four, living our purpose takes immense courage, hard work, and a willingness to challenge expectations. 
But this digital age is the perfect time to make it all happen. 5. Work is worship. Put your heart and soul into every task and make the most of the opportunities given to us in this precious human life. Next on Inside Scoop, we explore who Swami really is. Is he God? Guru? A highly spiritual being? Until next Friday, happy scooping!